Hey everybody, it's Lisa Lampanelli, the Queen of Maine, and you know what? I got my own podcast. Yeah, does everyone have one? Pretty much, but mine's different because I'm going to help you like I help myself. Get Stuffed with Lisa Lampanelli every week is going to teach you how to have the fabulous life that I have. If you don't listen, you're just stupid and don't want to help yourself. So don't even listen. I don't even want you to. But if you do, if you disobey my orders and listen, you can go to feralaudio.com or download it from iTunes. But again, don't listen. I don't even care. Slumber Party with Allie and Georgia. Hi. That's Allie. I'm Georgia. How are you guys? Don't an- You don't have to answer now. Sorry, it's been so long since we've been here, but it's 2015 and we're ready to rock and roll. I know. I'm sorry. I was gone for a while and now I'm back. But Georgia, what did you learn while I was okay, gone? I love my learned. All right. So I'm Bring reading this it. book called A Tale for the Time Being by Rose Aziki. Okay. I mean, sorry, Ruth Aziki. Okay. Um, and it's a um, historical fiction and the 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 historical thing is the Japanese earthquake in 2011. Wow. And in the book, she says this really cool thing, so I had to look it up and make sure that it was true, and it is. Oh, shit. Okay. So, uh, so there's, do you know what tsunami stones are? No. Oh my God. So tsunami stones are flat stones. They're sometimes as high as 10 feet tall, and they're warnings along the coast of Japan that are sometimes as much as six centuries old, warning people not to build their houses below them. Really? Because so many tsunamis in the past have decimated these areas, and then hundreds of years later, everyone's forgotten. So they're these old stones, and some are just completely washed away of words anymore. Um, and Did they say, like, yo, don't build this? They say, do not build your homes below this point. Or um, they'll say, um, let's see, but so because Japanese, modern Japanese are so confident that advanced technology and higher seawalls would protect their valuable areas that they started to ignore these. So wait, are they, how did the tsunami stones not get washed away by like a bigger, well, shittier tsunami? S- some of them got <gasps> washed away in the 2011 tsunami. How did they get the stones there in the first place? They put them there. Are they built that tall or are they just, they found a rock that tall? I don't know. And and they say that some carry simple warnings to drop everything and seek higher ground or others say don't, or others will say grim reminders of the wave's destructive force by listing past death tolls or marking mass graves. I'm reading Ooh. this from the New York Times report. Gracious. So tsunami stones, you guys. Um, I learned that, you know, Pantone, they have the, uh, they, they make color swatches. Pantone is like kind of this brand that's like responsible for like, let me tell you about colors. Yeah. And they figure out all the colors and the pigments, right? So every year they have a Pantone color that they release and they're like, 2015, color of the year. Mm-hmm. And they release it in December. And number one, I found out that this exists. And number two, I found out people give a shit for some reason. And like last year's was Wild Orchid. It was like this kind of obnoxious purple and everyone's like, I'm doing my nails Wild Orchid. Like people care. And this year they released it in its Marsala, oh. which is yet another warm color. And it's and I was like, that's just kind of some some kind of bullshit mauve. Like, don't come at me with a spice and tell me that this is a cool color. Like, right. that's a sh- this is a shitty bridesmaid burgundy. It's burgundy. And I realized I was like, you know what this color is? This color's puce. Do you know the color puce? <laughs> yeah. Like, puce is a word or like a color that maybe in like the 80s we would talk about. Mm-hmm. And now it just vanished. And now we call it Marsala. And so I and I was like, puce is 
sounds so much like a bodily humor, like mm-hmm. a like a we have to drain you of puce, like it's disgusting. And you know what it puce means? Hmm. It means flea, because when fleas would drink your blood, they would turn this color Ew. of puce. And so the one color puce means your blood in gut of a flea. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But now we just call it Marsala. I mean, puce and Marsala are a little bit different, but hop on Pantone's whatever social media and you'll see that like people give a shit about Marsala. Wow. I don't know. People care. I, so I was like, oh, I guess every year we got to get up on a color now too. <laughs> got to figure that out. So let's ask our gals what he learned. <laughs> Allie, want to introduce our guest? Yes. Our guest is um, Ben Acker. We love him very much. He, we've been friends with him for a while, but we've been fans of him for longer. He is the co-writer and co-founder of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is a live show monthly at Largo, and it's also a podcast on the Nerdist Network. He's also a writer. He's uh, written on many, many things, which he'll probably discuss. Ben, what did you learn? Good job, Allie. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. I didn't know you were a fan before. Well, come on. Um, Tell us what you learned, and then we're going to get to earthquake. I learned uh, the beauty of not having a dog. Oh, it's beautiful, Because right? I, I got a dog. Wait. And now I get not having a dog. I get having a dog. Oh, no, I don't get yet having a dog. Okay. I grew up with dogs. Yeah. And so I've wanted a dog for my whole adult life. And I finally got to a point where, like, hey, I can get a dog. And checked with the lease. And as long as it's under 25 pounds and okay. And it started this journey into the world of crazy foster people who are bad at giving me dogs. And then finding oh. the right dog <laughs> and getting that dog. And having that dog, and that dog needs to settle down. <laughs> oh. You're going to convince Allie why she shouldn't get a dog. I right know, because all no. I do is want dogs. Here's the thing: people okay. people have said like, "Oh, once he's this, it's the best in the world." Yeah. But also, I had a little flashback of everybody I know calling their dogs assholes, either in front of them <gasps> or behind their backs, going, "Oh, dogs are assholes! Like they're great. What? They're great. They're great." But when they don't know things yet, oh, are no. they happy? It's a 10-month-old. Holy shit. Okay. And the first eight months, the trainer thinks, the first eight months he was like in a backyard or whatever, Aww. not getting properly socialized. Oh, I'm a goddamn hero. I rescued this dog from dog <laughs> Wait, was it was he a stray like on the streets? According, or to, was according he... to the little piece of paper at the pound, stray. That's all the wow. information I have about its history. And then the trainer was like, hmm, yeah, this, because of the behavior that it has, that it hasn't been socialized. Do you think he was a prostitute? Uh, I think he wasn't. I think he's, uh, he, there's, I'm not going to cast aspersions on that as a life choice or whatever <laughs> okay. for humans. Nobody for wanted dogs. that piece of tail, basically. Is I see what you did. He is, I learned about a kind of dog, though, in the looking for dogs. Uh-huh. Um, there's two kinds of dogs, I guess, yeah. maybe more. But there's a dog who has a tail that goes up like a question mark. Yeah. And I learned about myself. I do not want a dog whose butthole. I yeah, can we talk about butt flaps on I dogs. I was just thinking about that not an hour ago because I saw a dog's full frontal anus and yeah. uh, like the sunshine. Yeah. Well, backle anus. It yeah. was uh, science word. Oh, I guess would it be a starboard anus or what's the port? <laughs> would it be the? Port. It'd be the starfish. It'd be the por- the poop deck. <laughs> um, do you think you are gonna have kids? Maybe. What do you think about that? How you're in your are you in your thirties? Yeah, late thirties. You're in your late thirties. Oh, yeah. I think you're in your late thirties. Um, you don't have to you don't have to worry about like your guts rotting though. You right. can have a kid right, later, right, right. Yeah, so you're yeah, fine. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. Are you using? Oh your yeah, dog no, as it's practice? like Uber, right? As a white male, I can just take Uber and not think about it. Yeah. It's God. the same thing. Like, I was thinking about that just today. I was gonna go for a hike in the park, and I was like, mm, Griffith Park could get assaulted. Yep. Are you ever you? Are, how tall are you? Six five. Six six in the morning. Six six in and the that's morning. That's not crass. 
That's oh, just a thing. Good that's just, gracious. You know, that's a fact of thing where your spine expands. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. Science. Have you, are you of. ever afraid? Um, yes, but not of that kind of thing. Like, like not I'm of not anyone. New York afraid. I'm LA afraid. Like, am I going to have a career? When is that going to start? <laughs> I would love for it that. to begin. How did your career start? Uh, well, uh, I wish I could tell you. You don't know? I, am I oh, in one? Yes, uh, you are in a career. <laughs> You're on our podcast. <laughs> Clearly. Um, what? How do you quantify? When did you start writing? When did you get, oh, you get paid to so, write? You know what? I'm gonna say. Well, I got paid to write on and off for my 20s, but I'm gonna say when I turned 30 years old, I quit my day job. That's it. That's the and thing. That's yeah, that's the thing. I was a bouncer, and I was, and that's responsible for oh, my entire cool. arc. The bouncer, really? me being a bouncer, is responsible for everything I am that's and have. Such a cool job. Oh, you were bouncer. Where were you a bouncer? I was a bouncer at the Westwood Brewing Company. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, I remember but that place. Because I was a bouncer at the Westwood Brewing Company. I did not attend a Largo show one night, and my friend did, and the bartender at Largo asked my friend, oh, where's Ben? He said he's bouncing. He's a bouncer now. And she said, oh, would he want to bounce here? Oh, my God. And he said, of course. So I started bouncing at Largo. And, what? Oh, my God. Uh, two people, Paul F. Tompkins and Dave Gruber-Allen, are the kind of people who want to know all the people at the places they go yeah. Yeah. to shake hands with and to know and to, you know, they're gentlemen. That's so nice. And just quick backup, Largo is a really, really great venue, music, comedy, but some yes. of like the best. Historic. But this is ever. the one on and Fairfax. This is, this is, it used to be this 100, 107 seat theater. Yeah. Uh, and so I was a bouncer. And it was shady there. as fuck. I used to go to the And you have to order there. dinner. Uh, I, I worked there as a bouncer for several months. And over the course of that, took my first sketch writing classes. I found out they were sketch in the middle of the first one, like I was writing prose, like, this is great. I love prose. Let's do it. Oh, no. And I turned in the, or I read the assignment out loud, and everybody else read theirs, and they were sketching. And I was like, oh, right, Second City. <laughs> oh, sketch. But I like writing a story. Um, and Paul F. Tompkins and Dave Gruber Allen attended my very first sketch show. Oh, my God. And the next day, Paul asked me to write for his show. Holy shit. Oh, which, my God. It, which was the best promotion anyone ever got at Largo until I got to bring my show to Largo. Oh, my God. And that is. I don't know. That's, I think, the best arc of an audience member from, like, guy who likes shows to regular who likes shows to bouncer at the place to fired pretty much the day after uh, oh my getting God. the promotion to writing for Holy my shit. favorite show in the world and then uh, a couple of years later starting my own and ending that show up at Largo. If anyone hasn't uh, gone to a Thrilling Adventure Hour show, which I've never seen it live. I've Me listened neither. to the podcast. It's like, a, it, there's a lot of ghost stories. So, oh, it's so good. Oh, can we ask you? You have ghost stories, right? Yes. Yeah, do you have a ghost story? Do you story? want to tell us your your earthquake story? Whatever you like. It's tell your right. podcast. Your I'm a story. guest. Let's ask him a um, slumber party question. Oh, God. Okay. Allie, or do you want to ask him a ghost, but we're a ghost go story? I just want to say on record that we're going to go longer than Gans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, my mom's actually coming at 4.30 here. If you want to hang out with her, we're well, going to get our tarot cards read. Oh, nice. Can you believe that? Well, I can't wait for to bring the podcast to a tarot card reading. <laughs> the whole thing will just microphones down the street. You hear? You can hear me rolling my eyes at the tarot card reader. The Georgia, whole time. I feel like you're going to have a moment at this tarot card Oh my God, reading. what if it changes my wait. life? What if you... What if you just, it's not legal to do this, but what if you just happen to I turn was, on record on your phone? Say, yeah. You're not allowed to legally do that without telling people, but I, but we're only saying Are you, this. Is she a cop? Is this tarot card reader? I <laughs> assume a lady. Is she a cop? He's a guy, actually. <laughs> uh, what? We'll see. Um, <laughs> I used to live around the corner from a tarot card reader fortune teller uh -huh. on Fairfax and Melrose. Uh -huh. And uh, one time I saw a woman, like an older lady sitting on the curb outside the place. 
and a family come out of the tarot card reading uh, fortune telling place and the old woman looked up at them at, like well and the family just shook their <gasps> head and I kept walking to the Chinese soup place. What happened? What did they shake her head about? That's amazing. I don't know. It I may won- be a true story. I had uh, I lived in this apartment years ago, and our downstairs neighbor was apparently like a filthy, filthy man. And so we had cockroaches. He's a downstairs neighbor. <laughs> He's a downstairs. Yeah. He's a ground floor. And uh, we had to get the house fumigated, so we had to leave for like four hours. And so we were trying to think of things to do. And we went to the movies, and we still had like two hours to kill. So we went to uh, get our like tarot card palm rating done. Mm-hmm. And they made they did mine. And then they made me leave because they said that my energy could interfere with right. my roommates. And right. then while I was gone, they convinced my roommate that she had to do a 500. My roommate was very skittish and like, I don't know. They convinced her that she needed $500 worth of uh, like soul cleansing. Shut your face. Therapy, they call it, right? Therapy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the scam is then they're like we'll light a candle for you for $25 yeah but they Fuck wanted to charge her $500 from Tibet I'm really worried that my mom's gonna buy it and I know she's gonna buy into it all I'm going with her because she really wants to go so I was what like, is well, she trying to you. get answers of sorry we're not talking about earthquakes I don't fucking know I know it man this is how a slumber party goes I don't right? know I'm sorry <laughs> I don't do know. you have questions you want to ask no you don't have. I, I would have a million tarot? questions. How did you get into tarot? I would be like, should I cut my bangs? Should I? Um, <laughs> should I get my oil changed? I'll answer this it week? for you. No. Yes. Okay. Keep going. I did actually get my oil changed this morning. I was right. I'm One psychic. Morning, I would ask all kinds of things. I'd be like, should I get a dog? Apparently. Yes. The, no, you totally should. Wait, but really? You just not to get a. You just, no, you got to appreciate that not having a dog, getting a dog. Gives do you really? You, would you really tell her to get a dog? Her? Yes. Can't I foster and then regret that? That is what I kind of wish that I had done. <laughs> okay. This is fostering. good to know. That's funny. Fostering this is really is good to know. Answer. Oh, wait. Do you want to play? Let's do a slumber party question. Okay. How about How about we do... That was my birthday. <laughs> birthday. Joe, do you want to explain this one? Oh, it was I, my birthday. <laughs> you, oh, have. you haven't. How have you listened to this podcast? I, li- I listened to the one yesterday for research because I was coming oh, on it. Oh, that's nice. I listened to the Gans one, which is why I referenced the Gans one. Did we? We did. A, it was my birthday on that one. That's a Yelp did review we? of a thing? Yes. Yeah, Megan Gans' episode, she talks about having two vaginas, so that's probably the best one. Yeah, to, it's to a good one. To. Well, So let's talk about your birthday. Yeah. Okay. Um, did, what was your, either tell us about your last birthday or your best or worst birthday. Or your dream birthday, too. That's true. Um, oh, birthday. I figured out. I cracked birthdays. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah, I know this. I, no. cra- I figured it out. Okay. Okay. So I have a several friend groups. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And some of them uh, don't get along with other ones. Why? Just by the nature of the friend group. Like I have my sure. crazy early twenties friend group who we would go to Vegas and be assholes. You got Nazis. I got. You got Nazis. battle rappers. <laughs> Right, I have uh, pagans, I have monotheists, <laughs> I have the whole nine of the yards of them, and the uh, like. I have a fr- I have friends who are like really smart, but Burning Man people. Oh, um, gross! Um, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like those fine. two groups can mix. Uh, no, those no. are the two groups that w- one of them dated one of them, <gasps> and so they can never be together. Uh. I was having a party uh, that year at another another friend was generous enough to loan me his better apartment than mine to have a party, <laughs> and. Then there was also my actual birthday that week where I had a nice lunch and a nice dinner with, no. with closies. And by the time it was the party, I was done with celebrating a birthday. Like I was like, I already had four meals. Ugh, I'm yeah. good. And then I realized that the meals were lovely and that if you get seven people that know each other very well and call that a birthday dinner uh-huh. and you have a bunch of different friend groups, 
you can the thing about a birthday party that is terrible is everybody that you like comes to it and you go I have to keep socializing right. with everyone to make sure that the par- you have to host it. Yeah. But if you go to dinner with seven people who are great friends of a kind, oh. three like three times or a month of meal, like depending on how many friends you have, oh. I'm very popular. You can go and and ha- have nice intimate meals with people that you like that enjoy each other you're not hosting you're just going you're the reason for and you don't even have to pay because, yeah. and you don't have to pay you can oh. go to a nice restaurant that you want to go to a party you, you have, have to, to pay for it too i'm yeah. saying i'm this is it because i've yeah. been like i'm at this point where i'm like okay i'm at this age where like a party doesn't seem it's like too much at this point like no right. one gives you're a 26, shit right right i'm 26 <laughs> well i'm gonna be 26 Let's, that's what i mean here. yeah uh, but I, I don't want to have a party and I'm like but do I just get the fuck out of town because like I'm like Allie don't throw me a surprise party I know I can't do it so maybe a dinner several which dinners one, which seven dinner people. would I go to seven people but you can also do girls are cool because we can go girls dinner and then you could be like well now it's for everyone and guys right and then it could be and then special bestie right. birthday breakfast lunch dinner that's total three. brunch with like this person for your birthday oh, right fuck Allie what are you, you ready for some brunches do I go to yeah. all of them you can yeah. go to as many that's the okay. thing is like as long as you're amenable to the plant you can go to any I can and go all to as many of them right? as I want you're, you're a plus one here's the question what happens when you do a birthday dinner and like some asshole orders two bottles of wine and someone else doesn't drink and they're like, everyone pitching 70 bucks. Yeah, that's why I don't. What that's, do you do about that? I end up That's the other it. perk of like a seven person situation uh-huh. is like there's, everybody knows each other well enough to go, eh, I'm not doing that. Okay. And it's not an untenable bill. They're like, Dennis, fuck you. And also at a certain age, you, like you just you I, should I, have I, I, as the guy go you know what I'm gonna put in and it's fine and then they're like no 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 and they yeah. work it out I've been lately paying for meals because I want to avoid nice that, that thing I know and I'm like you know what I'm at a point this is gonna be 150 bucks I don't want this to, like it's been so nice if I just slip the guy my credit card then we won't have Baller. to end the party with going by going well do you I don't have any cash you have actually cash? I did have what to ask you you closed out Georgia Georgia and I close out oh, yeah. each other's cards a lot of times like a, the bill will come and we'll just sign for each other because we'll just, just do that sure. and I don't know if I owe you anything because you had some stuff on your tab and I had some See, on mine I don't give a shit I know well this is but I asked though. high five well I care I know and I appreciate that and next time you'll get me one but I feel like okay well I just didn't know I know I got a round of stuff but I didn't you got a round and I didn't know whose round was bigger because I couldn't keep track. We'll I think we're out. even. What are you reading? Let's what do book club. What am I reading right now? Yeah, what are you reading? Uh, do you like, I mean, other, or do you just have a bunch reading, of scripts you uh, have to read? No, I'm reading a book about dog body language. Oh of my course God. you are. What are you learning? If it shits on your pillow, no, and like if it gives you the side eye, like turn your head and like not to, like what are aggressive things for a dog and oh. what aren't. And like, yeah. It's handy. Okay. Allie, totally. what are you reading? What am I reading? Reading some uh, old Truman Capote. Oh, nice. That I just nice. picked up for fuck's sake. It's called Summer's Crossing. It's a very slim novella. It's one of his earlier works. Yeah. But I just said, this looks breezy. And um, it's about a, a woman named Grady who has a lot of money and she meets up with a guy named Clyde who's kind of uh, wrong side of the tracks, New York. Okay. And it's uh, it's pretty lovely. Can I plug what I'm listening to on tape on my audiobook right now? Because I'm in love with it. Oh, yeah. It's called Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mando. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, one, you know, my favorite. It's post-apocalyptic. No! One oh. of my favorite. Georgia, we got to get you on this, like, picnics in Brooklyn in the 40s tip. I, it's breezy as <laughs> shit. Yes to that. But I just read a thing that was great and post-apocalyptic and dog-related. What is it? It is... 
It's called <laughs> coughing. It's called Red Rover Charlie. Okay. And it is a comic book style graphic novel. Oh, we're on. And it is a post-apocalyptic thing. An apocalypse happens, and it's all told from the point of view of three dogs. Fuck yes. Rover yes. and Charlie. And it opens on uh, this the world on fire uh-huh. and a word balloon yelling, I'm a dog, 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 I'm a dog. Oh which God. is what dogs are saying when they bark, as everyone knows. <laughs> oh my God. And it, it's a helper dog whose owner is like on fire and buried under rubble oh and gosh. holding the leash. And he is saved by two other dogs that bite through the leash. And it is their journey through a hellscape. They don't understand from what they're New seeing. York to the to San Francisco. It is that I love journey. It. Well, this one I'm great, reading, if you like that, sort this of one thing. I'm listening to actually has it's it's really beautiful. It's, it's one of those post apocalyptic that's like this chapter is a time before it happened. This chapter is a time after. And it's all these different mm-hmm. characters and it tells the whole story of it. And actually the thing that, that knocks everyone out is called the Georgia flu. So I'm like, hey. Nice. Um, has anyone read Oryx and Oryx? Oryx and Crick. Crick, yeah. Crick by uh, Atwood. I started that and I, as soon Good. as I, because I love Margaret Atwood, but as soon as I start getting into apocalyptic things, I just, like, I my will to live is already compromised by so much like, ugh, like I got to do my taxes. And like, ugh, I got to, I'm going to get older. Well, yeah, but if the apocalypse comes, you don't have to do any of that shit. No, I know, but just to think, like, I also have to worry about this big looming thing that's going to kill us all. Like, well, wouldn't I can't it be great if the process. only thing you had to worry about was surviving that and like building a fucking? Fuck, you're not going to survive the apocalypse, and even if you do, it's going to be the biggest bummer ever. Okay, right? Yeah, you, this apocalypse comes. Uh, there's going to be corpses. Do you know, know what corpses I'm... smell like? <laughs> Terrible. Do you want four billion? I'm not of saying them? I want any of this. I'm just saying but, but then you're like thing, party though. time. Here's the thing: if you're like. To imagine an apocalypse, yeah. right, is a pretend scenario. Sure. So why not imagine that you survive and the right. corpses smell awesome due to the, the chemical agents awesome, in there? Dude. No, like it's all pretend. It's all pretendance things. Yeah. Why can't I just pretend that I'm having a picnic in Brooklyn in the '40s? <laughs> That's what the apocalypse is going to knock the technology back to '40s style technology. Okay, but what about the fact that generator going? It'll be like shit. Manhattan. What about the fact that the, the, show, the black people the probably weren't allowed in that park in the '40s? I'm not saying it was the best. I'm just saying that if <laughs> oh, I oh no, this park was progressive. Actually, the one of the characters is, is Jewish, and that's like a, style. a big deal. I'm not saying that I like racism. I'm just saying I don't like corpses. <laughs> I'm just saying but, there's nothing wrong with everything. I'm not saying I like racism. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm saying think, I hate racism. I'm not making strong I don't know what just, race. It's the racism. idealized version of whatever we're talking about, including apocalypses. I'm just saying right. if you can put your brain a into unicorn a space. Apocalypse. Okay, I will say Nobody I'm going to bridge this. I'm going to bridge this and say that I do understand a little bit of that feeling because every once in a while, if like you start to, you know, when you start to feel a minor earthquake mm-hmm. and you're like, we'll get to your earthquake story. And you're like, oh she shit, saw it in my eyes. is this the big one? Or if you're like, there's a no. major power outage in Los Angeles, you're like, sweet, I don't have to do shit for the next six hours probably because there's a major catastrophe. It's, uh, that feeling of like nothing is expected of you because we're in an emergency state is like there's a little bit of comfort well, in it. Well, just because you're reading it too doesn't mean you think or want it to happen. Like I read about space like being living on another planet but like yeah. I wouldn't, I don't ever think that's going to happen. Does it ever, but you know, empathetically doesn't it emotionally put you in that space of feeling it? Yeah, for sure. That's what reading fiction is all about. Yeah. That's why I read Harry Potter. Oh, fuck Because yeah. I had read uh, Permanent Midnight. Yeah. Which is so a good story about being on all sorts of heroin y yeah. drug like terrible drugs that at the end I was like, I need something something, something positive. Light. <laughs> I read that Harry Potter. Harry Potter made me so fucking hungry because everything oh, was like yeah. triacle cakes, pumpkin mousse. And after like four chapters, I was like, A, I'm a I'm like a woman in my twenties and B, I'm fucking starving and I just didn't <laughs> finish it. That's fair. Any of it. Oh, should we do your favorite? Which one's that? 
I can't read from there. What's your favorite slumber party? Oh, what's your favorite midnight snack? Ah. Your secret, secret. No one's around. No one's watching except Steve and your dog. And and you're like, I'm going to throw this together and eat it in the kitchen in my underwear. Yeah. Here's the thing I realize about myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. The best foods in all of the of all the foods are foods you can dip into other things. Yeah. 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 So like give me sushi. Give me dumplings those are the two best foods mm-hmm. of all but asian like, dipping sauces asian dipping sauces but like uh pita and hummus but you know what's better than hummus hmm. what is uh and i'm blanking on the thing tahini oh, oh tahini's good. pretty t- tasty once you have tahini going back to hummus is like i know i don't need this double stuff oreo well what about the what about um, the tzatziki I like it. Okay, I'm where down. does tzatziki fall in the tahini hummus uh, spectrum? It's, it, it feels like uh, it's um, like a rival, like a friendly rival cop okay. with uh, tahini. Like they they'll go on bus together, and like one will get the bad guy and be like, eh, the other one like. Eh, I, I feel this. like hummus is friends with tahini and tzatziki, but tzatziki and yeah. tahini are like only acquaintances. Hummus is like the middleman who's like, I'm gonna take care of all of these guys. I, I yeah. feel like hummus is the like guy who doesn't respect the personal space. <laughs> Like oh. tzatziki and uh, and tahini. tahini are like they're going and they're like we're gonna go in front of the line and just go into this club and hummus is like I'll come with you. Oh no! Hey, where are we going? Well, hummus has made itself seem important, like it's an essential. Hummus uh-huh. is like you're not gonna have fun without me, so I'm coming. But you are. That's the thing. You okay. are gonna have fun without him with these two other guys. They're gonna be like, mm, mm, mm. and hummus is like, what are we doing? We're dancing? <laughs> hummus is just thick. Now I, but I feel kind of bad for hummus though. Well, feel worse for red pepper hummus. Oh. I have that in my fridge, and I ate it before you guys. Good got idea. Here. What? All right. Red pepper hummus. You hate it? No, I. Yeah, I feel. I love a, a red bell pepper. But you know, I Allie, hate I hate. I hate the idea of hummus and pita chips. You hate the idea. You hate it as a party construct. I hate it as yeah, like it's as yeah. I don't. It's too easy. Okay, you, so you resent its appearance at a party because that means I barely did any work. Yeah. I brought this shit from Vaughn's. Yeah. I didn't even go to Trader Joe's. But even if cheese. the person had, like, how you do, like, a crude, like, a, like a veggie platter mm-hmm. with hummus, that's fine. But, like, a, a bag of unopened Stacy's no. fucking pita chips and a thing of two ninety nine like, Vaughn's hummus. No, and then and you just take it off and put the lid and it's already in its own bowl. And it's like, well, you didn't even give it a shot. I get it. You didn't that's think like, about like cheese. That's that. I feel like that's from like between. Look at okay. I'm not living at home, but I'm not out of the dorms right. yet. But I did just <laughs> eat. I did literally just eat red pepper hummus with carrots. That's okay, girl. That's fine. That's because I'm I, trying to eat healthier. Yeah, it's good. It's all veggies and shit. And then oh. I ate four uh, Reese's or Hershey Kisses. Hershey's Kisses. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Those you are have the healthy ones, right? Those are nothing. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that we we forgot to ask him about his ghost story. Oh yeah, what's your ghost story? Here's my question. Okay. Ghost story or scary story, and it, campfire style, mm. because I feel like ghost is the thing of this. We want to hear about your personal experience Wait. with ghosts. Oh, that I don't have. Okay. Wait, but, your apartment's fucking haunted. Oh right, that's right. My apartment's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but it, but it was exercised <laughs> before I even. Okay, I started working on the show Supernatural. Yeah. And so people started telling me their ghost stories. I want to hear something that happened to you. To to me. Your apartment was haunted and exorcised. I don't mind if it's not to you, but it has to be from a source that you believe, too. That's like another Well, here's my thing with ghost stories in general. Like, uh, do ghosts exist? Zero percent. 
do do I believe everybody's ghost story? One hundred percent. Oh, that's a good like, way to put it. It is yeah. called it is called hypocrisy. That's exactly and what I'm it is. In yeah. like I don't. There's no seconds where I'm like eh, eh, ghosts are. A or thing. like try to talk them out of it. But no, yeah. I love everybody's ghost story, and I believe that it happened to them, and I can reconcile my disbelief and my total belief if I ever feel like it. Yeah. But I don't. I love so a ghost story. What happened to your apartment? So I moved into my apartment the day I moved into my apartment. Uh, I met my upstairs neighbor. Uh, upstairs John who is very Tim Gunn Oh, he said hi I'm John I live upstairs and this is my purebred Dachshund Sophie and if you hear a noise coming from up there uh, it is uh, my African gray parrot and (gasps) he is a noisy fellow oh my god I love this guy and I said so not a ghost then and he said no not anymore not for years babe he calls me babe oh Love not a, not in years, babe. And I said, so there was a ghost? Uh, and he said, don't get me started. <laughs> and I said, so not a friendly ghost. And he said, uh, she was friendly after the sixth exorcist showed her ass the door. Holy oh shit. And I said, uh, okay, that's good to know. Then shortly after that, uh, he came, uh, I had a little housewarming thing. And he came after it was over, and I offered him some cookies or whatever. And uh, he gave me the Here But Upstairs tour of my apartment. Isn't that weird? Here But Upstairs, I have a Kennedy banquette from the Ambassador Hotel because I deal with antiques. And uh, my grandfather helped to build the thing, and so I was invited to this auction. Here, but he's like he's like showing you around your house and telling yeah. him what, what his he, shit he is? Has. That's Rather fucking weird. Show me what he has. No, he'll never let me up there. Uh, here But Upstairs. Oh, I see they've... They've painted yours uh, similarly to how I've painted mine, but it's not as good. But that's, oh my God. that's what you get here. And uh, wait, is he the ghost? No, <laughs> that would be awesome. Sophie's <laughs> uh, a ghost. Yeah, there's no upstairs. Oh no, my God! God. I wish. Uh, he takes me in the space between, like, where the living room or the dining room becomes the kitchen. Uh, here, but upstairs, thirty years ago, a young girl strangled her mother with a length of rope. What? Right. And the thing that's great is if you decide to believe in ghosts, you also have to, you're obligated to believe in the exorcism. Say that, say that again. Here but upstairs, 30 years ago, a young girl strangled her mother with a length of rope. In his apartment. In his apartment. Oh my God. Right. And like, I kept, like my first year there, I kept meaning to feel something about that spot. Like I would, <laughs> like at night, like, oh, I have to get some water from the kitchen. And that's the spot upstairs that a murder happened 30 years like it was too much for me did you find out any of the details i oh i found out yes when the um i mean this is all from john and he told me the name of the original owner of the apartment who like this tragedy happened to her family and i have it written down somewhere but i googled it and couldn't find anything so Mm -hmm. um but he told me that there was when Reagan uh, let the crazy people out of the asylums, right. uh, they're called. Yeah. If you're like hip, if you're insanity hip. Um, and there was like a woman who used to walk Vermont, like doubled over, like this crazy old, like ratty pajama and like long hair and like homeless, insane person. And she would sit outside of his apartment, like on the steps. And Uh-oh. he thought that was the girl all grown up coming to the place that she remembered. And shut up. Uh, he, she would. There was a, a, a house across the street from me uh, that had a koi pond, 
and she would like bathe in the koi pond, like she would strip down and bathe. Ooh, in the koi pond. It's a smelly and bath. So they uh, they got rid of the koi pond. Oh no, uh, not the woman. That's nice. Yeah. But she would, yeah, smoke, bum a cigarette or smoke. Oh, so you think that that was the daughter who killed the mother with a length of rope? He thinks it was. He's oh, pretty sure. My oh, God, God so that's wait, fascinating. What did he see that required six exorcisms? Uh, he is not a great parent. He didn't. But tell we can you. have a slumber party with him. <gasps> Do you think that he got like he woke up with scratches and shit? Oh, he woke up feeling choked, probably. <gasps> so what kind of, who did he the he had the same voice as her mom. Six different, five bad ones and one good one. I wonder if he went on Yelp for that. Uh, I feel like my, he's more of a like friend day. of a friend of a friend kind of a thing. It was and, my exorcism. And on Thrilling Adventure, you write about mediums who yes. encounter ghosts. Did you always love this supernatural kind of shit? Yeah, when I was eight years old, uh, I saw Ghostbusters, and it was the best movie. <laughs> like I vividly, it's so like, creepy. When I was when the trailer came out, and it was like, um, "Hey, spooky business!" Like the card catalog coming out. And yeah, yeah, flying. yeah. And like spooky I was business. fucking, I was like terrified of this thing. I was like, no, because I had vivid dreams of ghosts and stuff and vampires mm-hmm. and things. Like I was always interested in. That. I had a book when I was a kid called the Creature Catalog. Ooh. It was just like monsters from folklore and myth and like here's a, a great picture and it was written by the berenstein bears <gasps> son the oh my son god the couple who took over writing berenstein bears and he also wrote the creature catalog and it was like here's from greek myth here's from american folklore here's all the monsters and what they do and what they're like That's it cool. was like if you play D, i think it was like their manual but like instead of dice stuff just here's what a monster is oh and my so god. like i had bad vampire dreams and i had bad ghost dreams when i was a kid and so seeing the ad for Ghostbusters and seeing, like, here's some spooky things, I was like, I'm not going to see this movie uh, at all. And then they were like, when that shit happens, who are you going to call? And then, bah, dum, bah, dum, bah, they come in like, we are going to bust these ghosts or whatever. I'm paraphrasing. They never said that in the movie. No, they don't. They might have been in the trailer. Two on the nose. And, uh, right? And uh, I was like, I have to see that movie. I want to know the guys who took care of it. Yeah, and how and, do they uh, do it? And how right? do they do it? Science, fine. I'm interested. Oh, God. And so, yeah, I love Ghostbusters. And, like, that plus Thin Man is what we're doing. And uh, Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Are you, um, how many times have you seen Ghostbusters? Oh, man. Like, so many times. You know when you're a nerd in high school, but you don't know it? Because you uh, aren't yeah. self-aware enough to know? And because you think all the shit you like is cool. Right? And your friends do, too. Right. And, like, you're not ostracized right oh that's weird at all like because yeah. you're taller than the people <laughs> yeah or whatever like and, and it just doesn't occur, and have... it just doesn't occur to you that that's derisive or whatever right Do and they don't like that shit friends? so why would they be cool right uh oh yeah. Sure. Well, yeah no i was well liked i imagine but um yeah we watched the shit out of ghostbusters in high school like i've seen it too many times i got a question huh what would you fuck georgia oh we're gonna do fuck <laughs> that all right we always end this uh podcast with one th- with fuck that Mm-hmm. One thing we love so much we want to fuck, and one thing we hate, we're like, fuck that. We're like, so this is the thing, one thing mm-hmm. you love, one thing you loathe. Right. We're going to, we okay. always start with what we hate, because then we can end on a positive note. Fair enough. Um, And. I'm trying to find mine. Do you have something that you. I totally do. Really, really hate. I do. Okay. So in, com- okay. In comedy. Yeah. There is a phrase, uh, for an expression uh, to punch something up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So someone makes a joke, and then as uh, writers, you try and beat the joke beat the joke, come up with like a heightened version and um, express it. And on Twitter, uh, people will, there's no expression for it. And that's what I hate. There's no expression for punching something down. 
what? You can't go, hey, stop making my joke worse. Oh. When someone like doesn't get it, like tries to explain, uh, like, here's a flawed premise is the joke. Yeah. And then, oh, no, that's not that because this. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know. That's, it's people that's, who don't understand sarcasm. It's I people think. who don't understand sarcasm. But there's also the danger of they are better at it than you. Oh. Where they're, oh. they're like, they are next level and you're like, oh. I don't know whether to correct them if or if they're yes anding my mm. ignorance. Uh, do you interact with people on Twitter and say, or do you fave do. star them? I fave star has come into vogue in a major way. Like fave star now means I read your thing. Hey, I fave star. Like that. we're resp- we're in a conversation and I can't just not <laughs> respond to this. Oh, no. Like it's changed into from it like a I'm gonna save this and see it again because it makes me goddamn laugh. Few and far between. To now it's like, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too. I like you too. I like you too. I, I liberally polite. fave star things. I also liberally Instagram likes. I just want to tell people. Yeah, you do. Doing, man. Right? Well, I I let I said yes to everyone on Facebook, so now I have like a, a too many people, and most of them are not people that I've ever met in real life, and a lot of them have uh, views about like guns and politics that I don't agree with, and I don't know how to excise them from my life. But um, oh, you're supposed to unfollow on their birthday. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> what? If you don't know who they are, I've heard, yeah, my friend uh, told me if that. If you're going to unfollow someone, unfollow them on their birthday because their Facebook wall is full of, I love you, hello. Oh, my and they're God. Not, like they're not obsessively checking their friend count. I the other thing is, is, is that way you can I check your birthdays every day and you're like, who's this guy? You all unfriend yeah. them. And if you know them, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. That way every day you can just shed people. Holy shit, I love like it. Like dead skin. I love it. I know, yeah. someone told me that. But getting back to your- I made it up. Um, I have a it's, but it's a great thing though what do you hate Allie yeah Allie oh okay I hate it I hate something real basic and I encountered it today and I was like my face started burning loogies on the sidewalk ew oh, come on like I was just we live walking in society. I know but I was just walking and it's one of those things that's like so basic but I even know girls who will spit on the sidewalk and it's like you could spit in the curb but someone specifically on a place where people are stepping their feet someone's foot is going to go on that and then that foot gets into someone's house and i'm not even much of a Watch germaphobe outbreak. that's plagues but that's I'm how plagues like, start it's that's, just fucking gross you can choose contagion. to spit that on a tree you can spit it but i have to there's see a whole it? dr seuss book <sighs> is it really you can spit it on a tree, tree. <laughs> not at me well you know like the the plague they say the 1918 spanish flu oh, might have started that way because people classic plague because people will step in it, walk in their house, yeah. walk around their floor. It's disgusting. And this is this when the flu is going to come for the end days for the apocalypse. I'm washing my dog. I'm washing my dog's feet with, like, Oh, the dog stuff. foot thing too. That's the other thing. I don't. I can't get a dog because, ew. The baby wipes on the feet when they come in from a walk. That's yeah. crazy though. But also, but cats poop in the box. Yeah, that's but true. But it's only their poop. It's not everyone else's spit. No, they but do. But when it. I see a loogie on the sidewalk, I think, and I and I tend to try to have a benefit of the doubt of everyone be like everyone's just a person and everyone has mom and dad and hard days and good days and bad days and but i'm like if you spit on the sidewalk where people walk you're a shit person you're a turd and you're shoes. a diaper baby i hate you <laughs> okay a lot of people what? say garbage people i'm trying to get <laughs> diaper diaper baby. Baby. i'm trying to get that off the ground the thing Sorry, i wait, hate is that i got a fitbit for christmas and now it is yeah. confirmed that i sleep less than two to three hours a night <sighs> Even when I'm in bed for like 10 hours a night with my eyes closed. So my life is shambles. Yeah. Melatonin. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on fucking Ambien at this point. I don't know. Melatonin gives me weird dreams. I need to figure something out. But Ambien doesn't fuck you up? No. Ambien puts me to sleep. I just don't sleep through the night at all. Don't you sometimes tweet on Ambien? Yep. 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 I, 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 uh, your man can cook my, uh. 
your man can't cook my instagram all every single post of those is because i'm on ambient and i don't remember them and the next morning i'm like what did i do last night and then i look at your man can't cook can't cook like melatonin will make me visualize weird things while i'm asleep (laughs) but ambient makes you write weird things publicly (laughs) while you're awake but i don't care your man can't cook is just like so silly that i'm like i don't give a shit what like state i'm in when i I know a guy ambient ruined his life (gasps) shut up what happened he drove (gasps) he got in his car and drove oh what happened Like he got in a crazy accident. <gasps> oh no! Is he, is he wounded from it still? Is it? Oh. I don't know. I don't still know him. Don't I, tell me that you get, unfriended him never, on his birthday. I would never stay a friend with a guy who gets in a car accident on an Ambien. Oh god, oh. I'm gonna stop taking it. That's scary. That's I scary. know people that spend a shit ton of money uh, on Ambien. Covering up sh- car accidents. No, no, they they buy things while they're on Ambien. Or oh, awesome. but the thing about Ambien is you were supposed to take it as you turn off the light. You were not supposed to yeah. stay awake on that shit. Yeah. You were supposed to be like. Ding, and then pop it and from what i understand okay. I, don't, I have a friend who took it and then her roommates came home and they're like you know what we're gonna go out at someone's birthday or whatever and she's like okay and she blacked out the whole oh, she went out still she was like oh, i already took it but, I'll, um, I'll take a bunch of robitussin to wake up yeah oh, no we're gonna well, end your love this okay. is a thing what that is also fucked that but if? it's fucked that in like Oh, I would fuck that, even though it's not a, a thing with genitals, but I love it so much. What? A thing that I Penises. love. <laughs> um, wait, Georgia, what's yours? Oh, okay. I love <laughs> a thing called the cat personal safety keychain. I have one right over here that I'm going to explain to you. It's about, it's a keychain, the shape of a cat head and face, and it has, its eye holes are cut out, and you put your fingers through the eye holes, and oh, the ears yeah. are really pointy, so when you're a lady walking to your car at night, instead of putting your keys which is totally ineffective between your knuckles as we do you put this cat head between your in your knuckles and you can use its ears as, as stabby yep go online and find one i'm gonna get all my friends when all my girlfriends when they're cheap and they're like an effective yeah. thing you know to, for stabbing people because we have to sometimes just right? yeah. take a wrong uber one thing that i would fuck and have the babies of our orange blossoms. Oh, oh you guys, I it's love... time. Oh, I'm so it's happy. Time we fucked some orange blossoms. <laughs> I would fucking lay it down and just smell the shit oh, out of they're them. They're so good. But it's January in Los Angeles, and I came out to the parking lot uh, where I live, and we have a shit ton of fruit trees, and I was like, oh, this intoxicating scent. Oh, it's beautiful. And yeah, sure if you guys have snow where you are, go fuck yourself. Go. Yeah. Never, I got orange blossoms. It's 80 degrees today, everyone. It's too hot today. And it smells, it smells like spring, and it's not, but it's great. It's, so that's it's one all thing the I seasons fuck. right now, except yeah. for your bad ones. Yeah, pretty much. Bad what do you want to fuck? But. The thing I want to fuck, and I want to get your take on it, because I feel like you two uh, have experienced this often in this year. Periods. Yeah. Yeah, what a fuck, period. <laughs> oh, uh, I have a good attitude towards menstruation. No. Uh, they, uh, I, I realized that I fucking love coffee in other cities. Like going to yes. a cafe in a city yeah. that isn't mine and having a cup of coffee there is like time doesn't exist. Right. It is a special kind of peaceful that is, um, I don't know, it's, it's gorgeous. Like you can get it in your own city, going to a place you've never been and not having anywhere to be in a while. Like I went to Philippe's on jury duty and it was the same kind of feeling of like just watching the people coming and going and not needing to be there anywhere uh, urgently. But it's consistently like, cause I'm not a Starbucks or a coffee bean person. Mm-hmm. So finding a place that is like a neighborhood place in a neighborhood that isn't mine in a city that isn't mine, just having that, um, that I vacation don't know. coffee it's, it's like yeah. a leisure vacation. i get that too because you're, yeah you're on a trip so you don't you're not in a hurry as much too right 
Oh, uh, this is a fun announcement. Maybe we'll plug things now. Yeah. Right. Um, plug your show, Thrilling Adventure Hour, is Saturday, Saturday at Largo. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday at Largo. Uh, if you hear this between now and two days from yeah, three yeah, days right. from now. It's once a month. Is it the first or second? It or tends to be the first Saturday of every month. We're going to be at Sketchfest in on February 7th, I believe. That's the, Sat- the first Saturday of San Francisco Sketchfest. Uh, and then we're doing an April Fool's Day show that's going to be really fun. We're going to change stuff around in silly ways. Ooh. And then we're going to do shows in February, uh, March, and April. And then we are stopping the live Largo oh stage show. <gasps> Time to move on. All of them. We're trying to evolve into other media. Beautiful. Ooh. George and I may have a live show coming up. Stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I myself will be at the Natural History Museum for First Fridays starting February 6th. There's a science salon downstairs, so come by. Some scientist friends. Be creepy. About. Be creepy to Allie. Time Let to me plug one more thing. Yeah, go. Uh, in the expansion to new media, we are coming out with Thrilling Adventure, our comic books for what? Image Comics, the best uh, comics publishing company. Nice. Uh, and so, Thrilling Adventure, our Sparks Nevada number one comes out in April. Holy shit! And Beyond Belief number one comes out in. March. That's awesome. Very the lead, dude. J-Bone is doing the Sparks art, and he's great, and Phil Hester is doing the Beyond Belief art, and he is great. And Where can uh, you purchase those? You can purchase those wherever comic books are sold. Like, for example, uh, Meltdown? You can go to Meltdown and get them. Oh, uh, my God. Like, Image is, like, they're everywhere that you your comics are. You can get them on your Comixology app. You if people see them. you at Trader Joe's, will you sign them? Of course. I will sign Amazing. anything anyone wants, anytime anybody sees me. Tell us um, where they can find you online. Uh, my um, Instagram and my Twitter is B-N-A-C-K-E-R because there's another Ben Acker who got there first with the E. <laughs> and I, I, fa- I Instagram way more than I face, uh, than I, uh, I'm sorry, I Twitter more than I Instagram because I use words like in that sense. That got got for, example, for example, for <laughs> example. But we can see. You it. might know me from other senses but, and then it's podcast. The dog, Steven. <laughs> A dog Steven. Well, thanks for listening <laughs> to Slumber Party. You can find all of them on feralaudio.com and on iTunes. There's a, This is number 60, right? It is. Oh, and you guys, next episode, we're going to hear what happened in George's tarot card reading, which totally. is about to go down in like 10 minutes. Is that and what you're plugging? No. And then you can go on YouTube which, and what, find... We, your Man Can't Cook is a good plug. Oh, yeah. Your Man Can't Cook on Instagram is my mean, snarky, um, hating thing you can follow. We also have um, a YouTube spinoff thing called Love, Loathe, Learn that you can find on Allie, Allie Ward and Georgia Hardstarks. Right. Oh, and Wits. I write for a show called Wits on NPR. <laughs> They're coming back sometime. I love that you're Check worried about your career and you've got like more shit than you can plug. I know. Yeah, like, I have a series on. of jobs. I need a career. I need fewer jobs. <laughs> That's if I had what a one job, is in no, Los no, Angeles. No, what, yeah, no, guess, no yeah, one yeah, has yeah. one job. I Those know. people that don't people that have one job are not hustling. That's that fair. you can do better. You can do better. You everybody. can do better. You guys. That's the new podcast from the three of Thank us. Thank right? you for listening, you guys. Go, go do better. Go do better. Go do better. <laughs> Feral Audio Live. The first comedy special from Feral Audio. Two hours of stand up and improv. Hosted by Dan Harmon and Aaron McGaffey. But well, we are hosting it. Uh, I didn't know they made albums anymore. They sure do. They make them every day. Featuring an opening meditation by Duncan Trussell. How wonderful it is to be here tonight at the. Feral Audio Special Album Taping. Steve Agee. That's f***ing embarrassing. <laughs> Little Esther Pavitsky. This is a dorky-ass crowd. I like it. DJ Dugbound. Turn down for Doug. 
John Roy. I'd be like, I got a notebook full of jokes. And as soon as I learn to tell them without my hands shaking, I'll make as much money as a school teacher. <laughs> Melissa Stevens. This is going to get real graphic, and it's reported, so... And Brody Stevens. You got to be ready in a Brody show. You got to be ready. On sale now at feralaudio.com slash shop. Get a $5 audio download and an independently produced video special for just $10. Visit feralaudio.com to learn more. Live from Los Angeles, it's the 